This is Inside Indiana Business Radio for the afternoon of Monday, February 12, 2024. I'm Kate Sharon. The Chamber of Commerce and Main Street Foundation for the City of North Manchester is building out a new space designed to support local businesses and bolster the city's downtown. Manchester Alive Main Street Chamber Alliance is in the midst of renovating a Main Street storefront to create The Coop, a small business incubator and remote co-working hub. Manchester Alive Executive Director Heather Cruz said one goal of the hub is to help keep high school and Manchester University graduates in the city. It really is a fantastic small town and we want to capture a lot of that that brain power that's coming from these schools. And startup and entrepreneurship is such a big part of the future economy that we wanted a place that we could support that. The organization says the Coop will offer services to help entrepreneurs bring their business ideas to reality, as well as a retail aspect that gives new business owners a chance to establish themselves. Burnett Technologies Incorporated has announced plans to expand its manufacturing operations in Fort Wayne. While financial terms were not disclosed, the personal defense technology company said the move is in response to an unprecedented surge in demand. The company said it has increased its production facility personnel by 25%, though a specific number of new employees or a total employee headcount was not provided. A second assembly line has been opened as well. In a news release, CEO Brian Gans said the increase in demand is the result of a recent expansion of the company's celebrity influencer network, which has led to upswings in web traffic and sales. Based in Andover, Massachusetts, Burnham manufactures, quote, less lethal personnel security products, including pistols and rifles that shoot pellets, as well as defense sprays and backpack body armor. Workers at a Castleton REI store in Indianapolis won their union election by a 27-17 vote Friday, joining a young national union collective and becoming the ninth store of the outdoors retailer to unionize. Workers are demanding consistent hours, competitive wages adjusted for inflation, improved communication, as well as health care, parental leave, and PTO adjustments in their move to unionize. The unionization effort is part of a larger wave of retail and food service workers organizing for more say in wages, benefits, and treatment. Starbucks, Trader Joe's, and REI workers across the country are kickstarting grassroots unionization pushes despite alleged corporate pushback. From the number one source for Indiana Business News, this is Inside Indiana Business Radio. Whether it's a new hire or a noteworthy promotion, IIB's Big Wigs and New Gigs serves as a platform to promote your team. Our revamped offering includes being featured on both the newly redesigned newsletter and at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Subscribers to the Business News subscription save $10 off every listing, plus you can save $100 by bundling your submission to IIB with the Indianapolis Business Journal or the Indiana Lawyer. More at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Indiana doesn't have enough nurses to meet growing demands, with thousands of openings across the healthcare industry. By the end of the decade, an estimated one in four Hoosiers will be retirement age or older, a population that has had more health needs and more complicated care. IIB's Alex Brown has the story. The Indiana Hospital Association says estimates predict that Indiana would need an additional 5,000 nurses by 2031. That's equal to graduating an additional 1,300 nurses each year until that time. A nationwide nursing shortage has spurred states into action, with some investing $125 million to lure students to the profession, and other states providing a living allowance alongside childcare benefits. 
In Indiana, those types of add-ons are still in the hands of employers, and legislator attention remains fixed on widening the pipeline of students and adding licensing flexibilities. Building upon the passage of a 2022 nursing bill, House Bill 1259 seeks to continue expanding the nursing workforce by addressing foreign educated nursing licensure requirements and on-the-ground training. While most of the bill received glowing support and testimony, one issue was a bit of a sticking point for nurses working in clinical settings. That's language striking minimums for preceptors or licensed nurses supervising students during rotation. Previously, preceptors needed 18 months of experience before they could be drafted to teach and mentor the next generation. The new law has no minimum requirement. Representative Cindy Ledbetter, a nurse practitioner with a doctorate, cautioned against the move, saying unprepared nurses would be given to students to address a shortage. Alex Brown, Inside Indiana Business, Radio. Nearly three years after joining Riley Children's Health, Gil Perry is no longer president of the Indiana University Health Hospital. A spokeswoman for IU Health confirmed on Sunday that Perry, who has held leadership positions at children's hospitals in Connecticut, Colorado, and Ohio before joining Riley in 2021, did leave the organization. But Katie Oakley, an IU Health public relations consultant, would not say when Perry left or explain the circumstances of his departure. Quote, we don't discuss personnel changes, she said on Sunday. Ryan Nagy, president of IU Health's Academic Health Center, has been named interim president. He also served in that role before Perry was hired. More than 100 private jets are expected to fly into Indianapolis International Airport this weekend for NBA All-Star Game-related festivities. The planes, carrying business executives, media, celebrities, professional athletes, and others, will be among hundreds of aircraft set to land at the airport during the weekend, Indianapolis Airport Authority officials said. The airport authority said while it's not privy to the specific schedules or manifests for the private flights, it expects the figure will ultimately exceed more than 100, as additional private users finalize their plans. The eight-month, $32 million restoration of the iconic tower of First Christian Church in Columbus has been completed. Work on the 166-foot-high freestanding structure began in April and wrapped up in December, according to a news release from the landmark Columbus Foundation, which, along with the Church and the Heritage Fund, helped oversee the project. Extensive work was required, including structural replacements, limestone repairs, brick replacements, ventilation and water vapor control improvements, restoration of the clock, and roof upgrades. Alan Bacon, co-founder of social justice organization Gang Gang, is this week's guest on the Business and Beyond podcast with Gary Dick, presented by PNC, a weekly conversation with high-profile Hoosiers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond, available now from your favorite podcast provider. I'm Kate Sharon for Inside Indiana Business, radio on demand.